Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. man we back man here we go ah once again <laughs> once again the den of thinking men here we go the measurables that's right powered by revolt indeed you all already know who shot it that's right do i need to shout him out again john i will brother cali vision <laughs> my, God. my brother so instagram at the measurables four episodes available on youtube yep. right as i always say this is edutainment. That's right. All right. So we got to hop right into it. So, KRS. so wait, wait. So if you love the content, please subscribe to the channel. Have to. You got to. We need those followers. Because when you follow, that means you like it and the algorithm just bubbles you up to the top. Yeah. Shout out to Anderson Pack for bubbling too. <laughs> Bubblicious. My brother, my brother. And James Gus too. Shout out to that brother. All right. So Fear of Guy had a show at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. It was incredible, bro. I didn't get that call, though. But listen, bro, again, when you're invited someplace, you don't invite other folks. But, but this is my question, though. Mm-hmm. How come you just can't let me just be great and just talk about the show? How come you got to throw that? Bro, you be throwing daggers at me, though. Hey, man, listen. Daggers. I, I, I had to. And it's funny because I saw it on the gram the next morning. I was just like, wow. Everybody was there. Some ancillary cats was up in there like, he got the call? Who's this guy? It ain't like it's a small venue. <laughs> Hollywood Bowl sits about 30,000 cats. I'm like, I couldn't have been on the side somewhere in the cut. All right, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If you would have got the invite, would you have come? Hell yeah, I'd have been to that. That's different than a party in the rain. Okay, the last Are you joint. sure, though? You got to pull it up for that in a minute. So listen, from this very moment, mm-hmm. whenever I'm invited somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask, you know what? Let me get a plus plus one because I want to bring Jonathan Rhodes. That's right. This is the receipt right here. That's right. Be advised. You got the receipt. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. You heard okay. it first. Okay. So. But, but please talk about it. It looked, it looked like it was a dripped out function. In reference to the show, it was great. It was cold outside. Yeah. But, I mean, it was beautiful. Like, everybody came in the spirit mm-hmm. of, like, you know, just, just to really celebrate the fact that this brother's from California, yeah. put on for the city. Shout to Jerry. Shout to Fear of God. Of course, Jerry. My brother, dope. Glenn Miles. Yeah. I mean, like, it was, it, was, it was just a really, really, really good look in terms of, yeah. like, the pieces that were offered, he had some fear of God, but he also had some Adidas stuff sprinkled in, mm. which is like it, it was it was really it, it was tastefully done. It looked that way. Yeah. So they're like, you know, it's, it, when you go to Paris and people who go frequently know what I'm talking about. There are people that you don't see in the city because we're all working. We're in our we're in our silos. We're in our pods. Right. Like it felt like we were in Paris. But like, you know, I feel like there's a saying I always say, go where you are. Love, not tolerated. Wow. I always feel like, you know, when you like we set the tone mm-hmm. in terms of like what's really, truly popping in Paris. Right. Right. Of course, you got the houses, you got Chanel, you got, you know, you got all that. But like in terms of like the feet on the ground. Yeah. It's us. It's always us. It's us. Everywhere. It's always us. So the fact that the brother did it here on his soil at the Hollywood Bowl, yeah. this brother had fireworks going off. I mean, it was like the bicentennial up in there. Yeah, just seeing the Graham reaction, and there's so many different people there. Yeah. And everybody's got their different thing. Everybody's, like, trying to be Cali, right? Everybody's got taking shots and doing their shit, adding music and whatnot. Right. But it looked like it was real cool. Yeah. First of all, it's the best venue, arguably, 
in the country. Hollywood in Bowl. the world, probably. Yeah, it's, Out, it's outside, incredible. under the stars. I've never had a bad experience at the bowl. Like it's all with this jazz fest. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've seen all kind of cat, all kind of bands there. But mm-hmm. the way it looked was really, really cool. And good for Jerry, because he, to your point, he's from from Cali. Um, I always put the work in. Yeah. I've always told him I'm a fan how he moves. I like yeah. I like his style. Yeah. Nice, nice coming out party for sure. That's dope. Absolutely. So Mike Brown. Coach of the year. This brother's unanimous stuff. First unanimous. You want to know something that's interesting? Tell me. You know, there's, there, there, there's something called overqualified. Hmm. Never. And then there's something called failing up. <laughs> About that. That's right. Okay? Mm-hmm. My father, he was an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. Yep. And I remember he fell upon hard times where he had to go get a nine-to-five. Okay. And this is when Circuit City had first opened up. That's right. So he goes to Circuit City, and the guy, you know, some of my guys like, yeah, you're overqualified. And so my, my father was like, that may be true, but the fact is I'm here. Right which means I'm in need of employment. Right. And the guy was like, well, I mean, like, we just don't want to hire you because we don't want you to, you know, start and then stop. But, like, that term. It's ignorant. It's, it's so crazy to me. And this is why I'm relating it to Mike Brown. There always, there, there's always this element of surprise whenever we excel. Right. It's like we excel because we got the opportunity. All we want is a chance. You get All the opportunity, and, and and so that it it always ends up like you know somebody has the foresight to say you know what let me extend the opportunity to somebody who's qualified right okay imagine that so I want to juxtapose the situation there was a moment in time where um I was sharing you know time with a Hollywood scarlet mm-hmm. right Anglo woman okay and she would tell me all the time oh yeah you know um the uh, such and such invited me to, 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 to be over this board. Wow. But I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just figured it out. Right. On the fly. Failing up. Yeah. They figure it out on the fly. It's funny. We talked about that before. You know, how are you going to be overqualified? That means I'm going to do a better job than this other cat because I got more skills, right? Exactly. Like telling the chick, you're too fine. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm, t- I'm too attractive? Like, you- <laughs> it's... It's so ridiculous because, like, you know, like, we all know people who fail up. Right. But we also know that, like, that whole term of overqualified, that's, like, something that needs to be eradicated. You know know what else I feel needs to be eradicated, Brother John? Tell me. Horror movies. (laughs) You want to know why? Yeah. Because horror movies invite you to delve into the most deepest, most sinister, most diabolical part of yourself. Yeah. I've never really I've never really messed with horror movies. I never thought they were scary. I always knew this shit wasn't real. Yeah. I think Amityville horror fucked with me when I was a kid. That was, that was like a true story. Jason didn't fuck with you? The Exorcist didn't mess with you? I was cool. I was like, this is some this is some Hollywood stuff. I that's never really been my genre. So when they, those movies come out, I never trip off. I don't watch any of those flicks. Well the thing is I'm African American in the United States. Mm-hmm. One and in the world. Mm-hmm. That's a horror story enough. I think that's my point. We got exactly. enough stuff going on. We got go enough through. shit going on. I ain't paying no money to sit. I'm trying to be scared in the theater. Like, I'm cool. I'm scared in the street sometimes. Exactly. How about that? All right, man. So, what are your thoughts on my, our, 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 uh, our Lakers? Specifically, I mean, because LeBron and AD ball out. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Beasley balling out. Austin Reeves. This dude is playing like, bro. The white bruh. boy. The white bruh. boy. 
You know he about to get broke off, right? You know what? I've said this all the time. What did you say, brother? I, I've been telling the cats, you, you have to have a white boy on your squad who can shoot. But why, though? It's critical. It's, it's part of Historically, every squad has had a white boy. Rambus. Paxton. Come on, man. Paxton. Kerr. There's always that guy. Say word. Every team. Say word. Historically, wow. there's like one white guy or, or somebody that plays like a white guy, mm. you know? Ooh. Ooh, that's a bar right there. You know what I'm saying? So hold on a second. So are you saying that Clay and Lice, and and uh, Clay Thompson and uh, what's my other brother's name? Steph, Steph Curry? Yeah. So they play white? Is, is, is that what you're saying? I'm just saying athleticism, they don't lead with that, right? Like historically, you know, black athletes have been about athleticism. And white right. boys just post up and shoot. Post up and shoot that thing. Now you got the Splash Brothers. They just post up and shoot. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're not athletic. And do it well. You know, they can still take you off the dribble and, you know. Put that work in. You might get dunked on by Clay. Yeah, you will. But they they won't hit let you with them jumpers. Yeah, and that's usually what the white boys do. So with Reeves, I like he's a scrappy little white kid. I don't know where yeah, he, he came is scrappy. From. He's, he's super dope. scrappy. I like how he gets down. He has he's he's fearless. Yeah, he, he yeah he's a baller. And LeBron says something like his IQ, his basketball IQ is what it's all about. Mm. You know, yeah, it's about IQ. Like sometimes I'm not even a basketball player. You know, you played in high school or college, yeah. or whatever. I'm not a hoop. I was a baseball guy. Right. But I could watch a game. At home, and like his IQ is low, like wow. he's athletic, but what's he doing? Like this isn't run your sets, bro. So hold on one second. There was an NBA Finals mm-hmm. where the Cleveland Cavaliers were very close, but there was a fatal blow to the series. You remember? You do? Do you know what I'm you talking about? You know about Draymond? No, not Draymond. I'm talking about when Jr. called that time out. Yeah. Is IQ. that is, is is that what you mean when you talk about IQ? Because he because I, I mean like I believe he's like he's he went back to school like he's, he's a smart no dude. Like, but, but, not, but basketball IQ was just like in that moment yeah, was it's like not, it's not an indictment of his intellect, but in that moment like when playing the game you have to kind of look you know be a few plays ahead just thinking the game through. Right, correct. You know it's almost like when Phil Jackson he wouldn't even call timeouts he'd be like play through it. Yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, like you tell you know. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Figure it out. You know, we, we practice enough. I'm not going to waste these timeouts right now unless we're getting really rolled. Right. And even then, he'd be, he'd be down by 20. He'd be like, y'all cool. Yep. He would, he'd just cross his legs. I'm like, this dude looks like he's... Like a Zen master. Zen master. That was some, that, 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 that some fuckboy shit when he called uh, LeBron's... Crew a posse though. That wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. But you know, somebody told me recently, like the older white people get, the whiter they get. Correct. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The older African Americans get, the more we just like, you know what? That tongue that was re- reserved mm-hmm. is more like this is what th- this is how I feel. Yeah. So yeah. the goal is to get to, to get to that older mindset, younger, but be able to deliver the message properly. Yeah. So that it's felt. Well, listen. Oh yeah, that's 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 a deep statement. Hopefully, our music can take us in that direction. Mm. You know, we learned a lot to the music. Yes, we did, and it really educated us in a way where we knew how to speak. Our yeah. vernacular was different. You know, we learned a lot about our history. Yeah. through hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays you're not really getting fed that same type of energy and that same Correct. type of knowledge. Correct. So unfortunately, and we know the truth, man. I mean, yeah. you know, we're products of our environment, but the music really leads us in a way and really raises us on some levels. Yeah. So if you're getting fed some of this stuff, you're going to act a certain way. Like the lawlessness right now is insane. I can't even, 
Right. You know, every every show could be about a new tragedy. Some like right. I mean, some right, right, something right. happened down south. Some kids, four dudes shot up some sweet sixteen party, oh killed four people, God. injured thirty two. I'm like, really? And you see the picture, these cats are like, wow. Wow. Stunning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there, yeah, there's certain crimes that happen where you're like, oh, yeah, his brother did that. That's not even a brother. That's a double GA that did that. Yeah, man. It's crazy. But speaking of the music and how it feeds you, mm-hmm. brother, I most recently came out with an album. Solid. Bro, I was, I was, I was adult. There. Adult. Hey, man, let me tell you something. Not <laughs> adult. Yo, I know where you're about to go. <laughs> we have these conversations all the time. Please speak on that. I mean, listen, man, I'm always a straight shooter. If you ain't got no game, no bars, I'm going to let you know quickly. I don't want to waste your time out there. You'll definitely hurt your feelings. Hey, brother. African-American industrialists will hurt your feelings. Rather, rather me or some stranger on the street. I'm saying, like, <laughs> this your album was bullshit. Like, damn, Jay, you could have told me. I'm going to speak on it quickly, like, in the studio, like, uh-uh. That's, that's not hot. Oh, my God. But I will say this. I yes, was sir. I was pleasant. I want to say I was surprised, but I was. Uh, it was pleasant to hear yeah. uh, the bars. Yeah. You know, which didn't surprise me because you're an articulate, smart brother. Right. You know, and to be able to apply it musically was really, really cool. Yeah. And the event last week. At the Soho House. Was cool, man. man it was a, a Shout to Sue Lee, Sasha, shout Alex. Shout to Sue Lee. Everybody. Shout. Put that together. Yeah. Um, shout out to, to, to Craig Bowers hosting. Craig Bowers, C. Chase Bowers. Private. Yeah, bro. Yeah, cool brother there. And and, and, and everybody that showed up, like mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a tight room. It was an intimate room. It really was. But like, you know, to... I want to make sure I work this properly. Very few people knew I was putting it together. Sure. You didn't know till later on. It was kind of like how when you were like crossing over to become a noob, how you yeah. how, how, how you held it. Yeah. Because with your friends, mm-hmm. sometimes you have friends, sometimes you have frenemies. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. So with something, uh, I, I was talking to this executive from Warner Chapel the other day, mm-hmm. and he said that, you know, you got to be guarded because people don't really know the full you. They just yeah. know the one thing that you're popular for. And I'm known for doing clothes, right? right? Of course. So when you put yourself out like that, like you said, like if it ain't good, you're going to get ripped. You're going to get ripped. Right? Yeah. So if you're putting it out, you want to make sure that one is good, but two, you want to make sure that you're talking to the right people as you're developing it because of if you're talking to the right people who have your best interests and heart in mind, they're going to make sure to guide you properly. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you learned about it, like you were like, oh, Okay, but you hadn't even heard anything yet. And I don't even think I put two and two together. Even when you told me about it, I was like, okay. Because initially you said, I'm doing this thing adult. I'm like, is it, he doing another podcast? Right. I was like, what about our shit, though? <laughs> <laughs> we just getting started. <laughs> He's already dipping? Like, come on, we, we've got to get our viewers up. <laughs> we've only done a few episodes. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, right. get, let's get some sponsorship. Right, 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 right. When I found it was an album, I'm like, cool. And then I was thinking, well, shit, if it ain't popping, he can still make clothes. Right. You know? Exactly. You always had to fall back. But when I heard it, man, yeah. and I heard it, you know, you you, you gave, me, gave it to me early. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it for sure, and I was like, it's real cool. But to hear it in the room right. with, like, the different vibe and other people responding to it, the right. good questions, I was like, man, this is solid. It was good. It was good. So, listen, black folks are more talented than anybody, man. We have to be. We have to be. We have to be. You know, but if given the opportunity, or in your case, if creating the opportunity, because it's typically right. we have to. Right. Right. True. Um, we we <laughs> True. can sh- okay. We can shine in any way. Right. So yeah, it was a really really uh, great album. I hope that it's not the first. You know what I mean? 
And, um, you know, we talked about, you know, doing something special around it and, yeah. and implementing the clothing. And, and really this, I'd love to see this go, you know, a little tour, a little pop-up tour around That'd the That'd be amazing, bro. You know, a little I global, don't. But you, but, but, but you know what? So I, I just want to say this, and then we got to get to Jalen Hurts. We got to get to this brother. Got to get but him. but the, 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 the thing that was so amazing about just my mother would always say, and I say this on uh, one of the tracks called uh, For a Minute. Mm, I like that jam. And it's literally the it, it, it's a symphony playing Can We Talk by Tevin Campbell. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking literally for a minute. But I say in there, my mother would always say, if you don't have anything to say, be quiet. Yeah. And if you're going to talk, make sure it's something of valor, something yeah. of importance, right? Yeah. So when I was younger, I had literally nothing to talk about. Because wow. what I was talking about, it's 50 other MCs talking about that. Sure. But being the reason why it's called adults, because it's about like adult situations. Those situations, which, you know, can Which be, are real. They're real. And, and they're delicate on some levels. And yes, some they are. People, you know, but I always say, you know, black folks have a tendency, you know, we'll, we'll talk a lot in the barbershop at the beauty salon. Yeah. But we don't really want to disclose some real issues, in, you know, in real time publicly. Right. You know, we'll gossip like a motherfucker, though. Yes, we will. Right? We like that. Yeah. You know, correct. We, we made albums off of that. Correct. But correct. to be able to do something with some level of depth. And to touch upon issues that, you know, I'm in my 50s. Like, that was real. I've been through some storms. So to hear it was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So that being said, we're talking about how sometimes African-American people are um, overqualified. Mm -hmm. I want to give a special shout out to Nicole Lynn. Oh, my power agent. Power agent. Clutch. Shout to you, Nicole. I mean, well, yeah. shout to Rich and Farah. That's right. And Luth. I mean, bro. The Clutch family. They're doing people. it. They're doing Regia. it. Shout to this sister. This this sister got Jalen Hurts, $255 million, of which seven seven one seventy nine point three zero is guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. 179 guaranteed. Incredible. Do you understand how incredible that is? What's dope about him, and I found out recently, his whole team is, is, is women. The whole team. Smart. Like manager, those who know. Those agent, who know. Publicist. Mark. Like his whole squad is filled with some incredibly sharp <sighs> ladies. But the fact that the sister negotiated that deal, you know, and listen, and we'll talk about Lamar in a minute. Okay. Oh get you God. an agent, bro. Yeah. Get you an agent. Get an agent. Let's get to him. Let's stay within Lamar right now. Oh, with, with Jalen. Jalen, I mean, I'm sorry. He deserves every penny. And he's such a marketable like really cool, you know. Talk I, that talk. Here's the bottom line. I want people to know this, and I might ruffle, ruffle some feathers, but Brother, like I said, you got a camera time. right there, my guys. But I don't really be doing that Ferris Bueller shit. You but know. It, but but what you about to say is real though. <laughs> but I will say, you know, being a quarterback is like being a CEO of a company. Yes, it like is. Like you're kind of running that organization. You might not own the organization, but you're the face of the franchise. Which means there are certain things that you have to do. The reality is, there's probably certain ways you have to look, right? Right. If right. someone's gonna give you a few hundred, hundred million dollars, you gotta be kind of, sh- kind of sharp about that. You gotta speak in front of the, the press often. Yes. You know, and be they, eloquent. Be eloquent when they're talking about events. You gotta be the guy there on the golf course cutting the ribbons. You're that guy. Right. So if right. I'm gonna give you a couple hundred million dollars, I want you to represent the franchise, the city. In a way that's gonna make people proud of all right. colors, right? You know what of I mean. All colors. You can yes. still have a little swag to you. Jalen Hurts clearly has swag. Run that, yeah. You know what I'm saying, but he also has a cool fade. It lined up, right? Okay. Cool fade. Cool fade. Looking crisp. 
Cool fade. Look like his like like you know every, every Sunday. Crisp in the back, lined up with with grandma with grandpa. All that eating cornbread, All, listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire. He looks like he's come from he's he's cut from that stock. He said his favorite group quote was, was Frankie Beverly and Mays. I'm like, I love this kid. So is it a wonder why he got 255? Because it's half of his a lot of it's about how he plays, a lot of it's about how he acts. Okay? Yeah, right. Yeah, and then. He had a sharp man, uh, agent that was able to negotiate a really good deal for him. That being said, yep. Trevor Noah, uh-huh. as he was doing his last episode of uh, The Daily Show, he yeah. said that if you really want to know the pulse of us mm-hmm. as black people. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Talk to black women. Sure. Because black women don't have the ability to to BS. No. Right? They're unfiltered. Unfiltered, but 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 like the reason why I draw that 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 similarity and that comparison is because this is it, it took foresight for this brother to say, you know what? I'm going to trust you. Yeah. And then she just stepped into her natural role of being prepared. Right. She ain't sharp. No, she ain't nobody's uncle who should be, you know, the chauffeur. No. She's like, yo, I'm prepared. And they both went to the same alma mater. So hey, it, it like, it, I mean, like the fact that Trevor said that and the fact that this woman pulled this off and made him one of the highest players ever in yeah. the sport that is biggest forgotten. contract ever so far. Yeah. That's amazing. It's incredible. Well deserved. So on the flip side, <laughs> we got our brother Lamar Jackson, who is so super uber talented. He's cold. His ability has never been the issue. Ever. So why so why do you think he doesn't have a contract? Well, it's twofold. Okay. Well, first of all, he, he needs an agent. But he I, has an agent though. His mom. But he has an agent though. His mom is his agent, man. And I'm not saying she's probably a really smart lady. I'm sure she is. Not an indictment of her intellect either. At all. But when you're negotiating with teams, you got to remove everything personal. Because they might say some things that mama's going to get mad at. Like, oh, 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 you talking about my child? How about that? You talking about my baby? My baby can play. And he ain't signing for that. And they just going to come in, have lunch with you. May play a little golf with you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Have a little cocktail with you. Let's talk about this deal. Yeah. And strip away all of that personal stuff. Yeah. Because it's principles over personalities, as my sister always says eloquently. Yes. yes. Okay. Focus on the bottom line. And that's why that deal got done really quickly. And it was quiet. Yeah. You saw the ticker like, oh, he he got the deal done already. Like that. Right. Didn't even hear about it. Right. And he's clearly, you know, Jalen is really focused on, you can tell he's focused on the game. Right. Sometimes Lamar, I'm like, what are you focused on, man? Right. You follow his gram, like, you th- you're doing some other things here? You're turning up. Okay. Turning and, all the way up. And the elephant in the room. And like I said, because I'm a brother from the streets. Yeah. The company's like, we want to give this cat 20 mil, though? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do we want to give him? He's athletic right. and he's explosive. Right. But I don't really know. I don't really know, though. You know, you know what I mean by that? I don't wow. really know. Wow. We want to give him the bag? Yeah. We safe with Jalen. I don't know about Lamar. It's right. unfortunate it's like that, but that's how they're thinking. Yeah. Because in the hood, we're thinking it too. Like, man, 
I don't know if he's gonna get that bag. Yeah. You well, know? well, you know, I always, bro. I'm a broken record with the reparations, bro. Uh, weekly. Broken record, but mm-hmm. I will tell you, this sister Nicole who got this brother this contract. Yeah. She needs to be on the board of the reparations push. Yeah. Because she's gonna negotiate something incredible on our behalf. And keep in mind, when I say when I when I say reparations, it's not just about money. No. Because if you give somebody two hundred thousand, they're gonna go up to Rodeo, they're gonna go to Gucci, they're gonna act a fool, it's gonna be gone. Immediately. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking about just systematic programs. Sure. You need somebody with that type of thinking to go because the NFL is a professional white power structure. But they say it stands for not for long. Okay. Exactly. You ain't going to be there very long if you don't act right. So if you go in there and you're getting that type of money, mm-hmm. I'm just saying the sister needs to be on the reparations board for African-Americans. Yeah, she's she, she sharp. And again, shout out to Jalen for giving her an opportunity. Yeah. Shout out to Clutch for empowering her. Yeah. And and that's what I think is dope about them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're putting women in a position to really be successful. Because, yeah. you know, being an age is such an old white guy's thing. Mm-hmm. And they've had all the athletes. Yeah. So for Clutch to come in. Rich Paul to do what he's doing, Farah, and represent and have that kind of that kind of team, that diverse team, and giving the women a chance to make it's incredible. That's beautiful, beautiful. So speaking of women, we're gonna keep the we're gonna keep the bus rolling. Mm-hmm. Have to the ladies NCAA championship. My girl, my girl, yes, yes, Angel, Angel, because you are that. That's right, the Tony Yayo, the Tony Yayo. That's where it came from. Yeah, can you believe people are saying John Cena? That's if you don't get the out of here with not understanding culture. That's the Tony Yayo. That's that in the club video. So Are you I, serious? I, I've been bringing that dance off for a long time. Bruh. Think, so. Bruh. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So she wins the championship. Yeah. Caitlin. She balled. She balled. Mm-hmm. The thing that I found so interesting, brother, and D.L. Hughley ran something of this white commentator. He's like, yo, there's so, I mean, like, there's no taste. I mean, mm-hmm. she's chasing her down, classless. and I'm like, shut yeah. the Shut up. Yeah, classless. Shut your that? mouth. Yeah. It was crazy because she's going like this to the crowd. She's going like this to the crowd when she's whooping these other teams. Yeah. And and she balled out. She balled out. She balled out. Just her teammate did her teammates did not follow and ball out too. No, no, she's a great player of the year. She got game. It's just the the standard of that was so classless. Yeah. I took special offense to that. Well, you know, that game was really, um, it was polarizing because you had, you know, it's a tale of two cities, right? 9.9 million. You've got your your team from Iowa. Yes. Of all places, Iowa, right? The heartland. All these little white girls. And they're great great players. They can shoot. They boss like Hoosiers, like that movie. Wait for Gene Hackman's ass to come out there and coach these girls, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. That part. Right. On the flip side, you got the Bayou Bengals. You You got the... you know, my girls from, from Baton Rouge, little that edgy. You, that you got to contend with. But fly. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. They come with the swag. You know, all that. So, if you're watching, that was America. That's why the game was so heavily televised. 9.9 million. Because you got America in its finest. You got your black team from Louisiana, and I went to Gramlin. Shout out to the Gram, the Gram fan. All Say day. word. And then you got your white girls from Iowa. From so everybody Iowa. white's like, Caitlin, they're pulling for her. They're, bro, they're they so pulling for her. Black girl. And she's a baller. She's got... It, it, what is it like? Larry Burden, 79, Indiana State. Exactly he the carried same. carried white boys to the championship. But carried then, them on his back. But then he ran into Magic. And Magic was like, let me go ahead and let me go d- get you real quick. Let me show you what's up. Let me win this one here, and then let me go in the league. Let me get that Michigan State on real quick. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing all those years later. 
And that was the most televised game in NCAA history at the time for yep. men was yep. that Magic game. I agree. Magic Bird. I agree. I so agree. you have that. Um, but what was disappointing was just the reaction because, again, when white folks have swag or show moments of that, everybody's just celebrated like, oh, this. like that's incredible. Look at her. She's edgy. Yes. She's playing so hard. Right. She's fired up. Right. Some black do it. Disrespectful. You know what I mean? Classless. You know, but but come on now. So if so so as you know, I'm a, a an avid fan of documentaries. Ditto. There's a documentary that uh, Ken Burns did. Love Ken Burns. Yeah, work. He, he did one on baseball years ago. I watched. Exactly. So, yeah. He did one on Jack Johnson, unapologetically black Jack mm-hmm. Johnson. Sure, I saw it. And what they talk about was how the newspaper writers, whenever Jack Johnson would show amazing skill, wit, prowess, mm-hmm. cadence. It was always something demeaning, something yeah. negative. But when white boxers did it, it was like, oh, my God, he's like, yeah, he's the victor. He's yeah. the leader of the race. Yeah. So, like, what our sister from LSU got were those seeds. Sure. Those seeds. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm, you know, somebody who loves Iowa and I'm of a certain complexion, yeah. I may be, be, be pulling. But, like, you got to if, if you're going to dish it, you got to be able to take it. That's what it is. And you know what I you know what else I thought was such a sucker move? How is the White House gonna invite both teams to the white? Get the Punk move. Punk move. But like my girl said, we go hang out with the Obamas. Baller. I love that. That's a bar. Get out of here. We don't even want you in here because because you didn't even have us in the bracket, Biden. Come on now. You can't even come. His wife was the one like Jill was like, let, let, let them both come. They played so hard. Like, that's not you don't get no runner up trophies. Never in the history has that happened. You know, I'm telling you, when I was a kid, real quick, I played my first year of Little League. My, yeah. They gave us all trophies. And all the trophies said something on them, like most valuable, most so-and-so. And this is my first year, so I wasn't that good. But I tried, and my trophy said um, most potential. And I remember telling my mom, I asked my mom, what does this mean? She said, it means you weren't good enough. Wow. And I was like, damn. <laughs> wow, mom was spitting bars to you, bro. Next year, I made the all-star team. Okay, <laughs> league MVP. That part. League MVP? How about that? Daryl Strawberry out here? I was 12. I balled. I balled. Yeah. Oh, my God, I was balling. Because the thing is, everybody can't get a trophy just because you participated. It has to be a winner, and it has to be somebody has to lose. That's kind of how it works. Unfortunately, And if life. you don't lose, get your shit together. That's right. You've been playing all these years. You're all right. You'll be all right, Kayla. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Did you see when Travis Kelsey won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. or when they knew they were going to the Super Bowl, how he celebrated versus Mahomes. Did you see that? Oh, my God. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, Because he can. Bro, this dude was like, and such and such, shut your, I mean, like, he's talking big dog with his chest. Keep in mind, Mahomes is mixed black and white. Sure. But in that moment, I was looking at Mahomes, and Mahomes was, he became real African. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ken America, he's like, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I can't, I, I can't and do that. And I'm the that. best player in the league. I'm, I'm a Hall of Famer waiting to have, but I can't really say that. And unfortunately, wow. you know, that's, it parallels, we talk about circling back to Jalen. Dylan's the kind of kid that would play that Mahomes. Like, I can't really say that. Yeah. You know? Now, if I get to the house around my homies, we can speak a certain type of vernacular. Absolutely. That's all good. And trust and believe he is. You're damn right he is. Right. Right? But, you know, when the mic's in front of you, you got to be careful about what you say. And if right. you want to get those bags 
and bags are important, yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. Maybe a day will come and we can speak more freely, but it ain't in 2023. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so have you seen the Reggie uh, Jackson documentary? Did I? Reggie was my, you know, he's a baseball guy. And listen, he Love said, Reggie. he said, so, so, so they're showing all these different clips. And like, I was familiar with this history, but I really wasn't like, I wasn't all the way dialed in. Cause when he was playing, like I was born in 75. So like when yeah, he was, his head that you were, you were, yeah, you were, you weren't even born. I was young, but mm-hmm. they have a clip that, that, that his father put out. His father said, my father was a very wealthy man. Mm-hmm. Mostly he left me the whole wide world to make a living in. Wow. I said, that is a bar. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and. When I was watching it, he came up, you know, you know, he he wanted to buy a team. Uh, the A's, I know. And he had, I mean, I I, I believe he had, uh, what, what, what's my brother from Silicon Valley with the glasses? He had, the two guys that he had had enough money to buy the league. Yeah, but but the commissioner had a homeboy that he kind of let, let slide in there and buy that team. <sighs> I'm saying, um, yeah, it was it was a really really dirty move. Super dirty. Super dirty move. Nepotism at his finest. But see, Reggie was brash, and he was always, that's Mr. October. I, I mean, I remember right. watching him as a kid. Like, that dude is fearless. And he would point. But he's hitting home runs. He's just, he's taking over games. Like, he was that guy. Yeah, he was. In New York? What? Bro, you know, you, you know what's amazing? He said, uh, you know, New York didn't make me a star. Mm-hmm. I was a star before I got here. He was. He said, he said, he said I know that you all are excited to have me here. But I mean, like, no, no. He said, I know you all think I should be excited to play here, but ain't y'all excited that I'm here too? I said, this dude is so cold. He was cold. Well, before he got to the Yankees, he played for the Oakland A's and won three three straight championships. And was cold. He was a G. He already hit, had three rings before he got to, you know, the Bronx. He hit that third base on that on, on that owner who was trying to bench him. Come on, Steinbrenner. Come on now. Yeah, Reggie. No, no, no. Not Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner was for the for the Yankees. There was an owner in in, in Oakland that would be like you know, true. You had true. True. You hit all the home runs, oh, but yeah. but but you but you struck out so many times. So he would pretty much tell people like, mm-hmm. I don't have to pay you. Mm-hmm. So he tried that with Reggie, and Reggie was like, Yo, bro, yeah. if he if he managed like I play baseball, yeah, we be out of here. We will be out of here. Guess what? We still are. Yeah. And he tried to bench him to test his pride. This dude hits a glance, a grand slam, comes around third, like. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Reg was dope. Reg was dope. Incredible, bro. Yeah. So, so, so speaking of dope, have you watched Snowfall? You know what, man? I'll be honest with you. I watched the first probably two and a half, three seasons of it. And I liked it a lot. Yeah. I have a, th- th- there's something wrong with my ass. Like, I, why? I, I'll watch a show and okay. really like it. Okay. But when it becomes kind of popular, I kind of fade out. You fade out? Yeah. I was like that with Power, too. And it, Power was great. Like the first couple of seasons, I was in it. Right. When everybody started talking about it, I was like, well, let me, t- let me go to something else. Are you serious? I'm weird like that. Well, hold on one second. I want to issue a special public announcement. Mm-hmm. I think at this point in history, we don't need another series. We don't need another movie about the distribution of cocaine in black communities. Yeah, I think we're good now. I think, we're, I think we've hit our quota. I think so. If you go, <laughs> if you go to public schools that were traditionally PETA, white institutions, mm-hmm. They have something called a quota. Yeah. It's only going to be so many Latin kids, so many black kids, so many Latino kids. I think as a community, mentally, Mm -hmm. visually, Mm -hmm. we've hit our quota of cocaine distribution features. (laughs) I'm good on that. That's enough. It's enough. 
And, and listen, I, I I saw the first couple of seasons of Snowfall, and I thought it was good. The the young brother is British, so he's he's definitely pulling. That's up amazing, the, bro. Those Brit cats can act, man. They they get the American accent dialed in. Chris, don't they? But you know what's interesting is that it's never somebody who's from the town who actually gets that role. Why do you think that is? You know what? That is a great question. I mean, there's clearly some great American actors that could pull that off. Maybe they're fascinated because of cast from Britain. And he's got the angle, and they could kick that Franklin. accent like Franklin. Yeah, Franklin. It's what it is. But he did his thing. God bless the brother. He's, he's cool. Good, yeah. good actor. Great actor. I want to share something with you. So, in the last season, because you didn't, you didn't see, but people who watch yeah. Snowfall will know what I'm talking about. Right. So, there is a guy who was like, he he was he was he was an apparatus for the uh, the CIA. Okay. To, to, to fight the, you know, they, they had, Reagan had to get the money for the Contras. Right. And, you know, we, nine times out of ten, are going to help you unknowingly. Oh, sure. So the guy who was pretty much distributing the cocaine, he ends up taking all of the, uh, all the money from Franklin. Okay. And he cleans him out. Wow. So a lot of things happen, but the, but, 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 there is a episode where the two of them are talking mm-hmm. because nobody really ever took account for the destruction of the black community. I remember yeah, there was true. a uh, Ted Koppel interview in the, in, in the 80s, I remember, like I remember, early 90s. I, I remember the interview. I where that, that guy came to a black church, the I head of the CIA, that. and was like, yeah, we're going to investigate ourselves. And people in front of the community were like, you're going you're gonna to investigate yourselves? Mm. Get the f- out of here, bro. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So- I like we don't. Well, I can't speak for anybody else. I don't have any recollection of anybody actually taking the brunt and apologizing or just explaining their point of view. It was just like, yo, we just did that. Live with it. So. Yeah. So. So what was incredible was Franklin is having this conversation with this guy and this guy's tied up. Okay. And he said in stories, the guy who looks like you always wins. Hmm. You're always the victor. Mm, how about that? But then he leans into him and he says, not this time, nigga. Wow. Not this time. And I thought that was so cold. Wow. Because it's like, nah, bro, you're not riding out on the white horse. Yeah, not this time. You're going to sit here and get flambéed for what you did. Wow. Because that was terrible. I got to check that out. You got to check it out. It's cold. Yeah, okay. It's cold. But it's listen, go. great show. I, again, I was I was hooked the first couple seasons. Yeah. There's only been a couple shows I've like really been into and I will stay with. And I will ride out. Yeah. Only a couple. Yeah. And it's usually like a Netflix thing because I can kind of binge it out. You know what I mean? And do it right. So, yeah. So there it is. So shout out to my brother Damson Idris as Franklin. Yeah. It was a great, I mean, like it was it, it was great. It culminated incredibly. Like, I mean, he was a dope dealer. So how I mean, like, how how else could that culminate other than tragically? Yeah. Right? That's cool. Back to real life. Yeah. So this is a sharp departure from what we're talking about. <laughs> from from crack? <laughs> Where did it go from there? So, so there is something called the Help for Honda commercials. Have you ever seen those? Okay, that is a sharp departure. Bro, sharp. Wow. Of course I have. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool little commercials. You want to know what's interesting? What's that? The Help for Honda people never help anybody African American. I've noticed that. I don't. I mean, like, I don't. I don't see it. Even on the radio, they'll call like I see the little hear the ads on the radio. I'm like, that sounds like somebody would. Bro, it's 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 just interesting to me because I like 
I noticed the most random things. I'm like mm-hmm. Larry David sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know, and and like I said, this is a sharp departure. But I'm like, they're like the whole purpose of. <laughs> that's, that's actually really true. The whole purpose of the uh, the theory of the uh, of of the commercial is, we we not only sell cars, but we're also good Samaritans and we help people. Right. But I've seen. Anglo people get help. Latinos get love. Latino get love in the club. They're getting all the helpful Honda love and dollars. Helpful Honda people. But I'm like, is there not a black woman walking down the street with two children and they like pull up like, you know what? We're going to bequeath this car to you. Let me tell you something, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just just saying, have you noticed that now, now, now that I bring it to your attention? I have noticed it. <laughs> and nobody needs more help than we do. I told you, I've been in the hood patrol the last couple weeks up in Watts. Tell us about them dogs, too. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Watts is a different experience, man. I be walking through there like, what's going on out here? Right. Hey, Kelly, you like this, man, because I always tell Bob's, we call them like, these dogs are crazy. They have minds of their own. Right. Like, they don't have no leashes. <laughs> they just out there doing all kinds of shit. Like, and I'm, I'm walking in the middle of the street like, Book of Eli. Like, let me just, there's dogs on the side. The dogs is like more vitriolic. I'm like, you, what, are you, what are you mad about? But they take them on the energy of the community. So right. Cass is probably feeding them stuff, probably blowing smoke on them. Right. They're probably sleeping on St. Eyes. So they turned up. You know what I'm saying? Little small dogs. I'm like, why are you, what's, what's, why are you so angry? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know the pit bulls will be mad. What about this chihuahua? Calm this little nigga down. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Oh my God. It's a whole it's a, <laughs> it's a whole different dynamic. So man, <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't even understand. Like what's going on? You go to some communities, you know, the dogs, people like, please find my dog. Yeah. That community it's like, don't bring that nigga back. <laughs> Let us let's just stay out there. <laughs> stay out there. You said blowing smoke on my Yeah. <laughs> you already see it. Casper, I'm like wearing like Raider jersey. I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? It's like they're little humans. So oh my to God. circle back, the helpful Honda needs to slide, you know, go through, go down Grape Street. <laughs> cats need all kinds of support and assistance. Okay. Oh my God. And that's uh, a fact, Jack. Oh, uh, all right, brother. So there is a situation that has been brewing, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for a brother who had the keys handed to him of okay. the town. Okay. One Jonathan Majors. Oh, my goodness. What's going on with him, man? Bro, like, what is, I mean, what is the deal? I mean, like, and this, it, this is a quick development. I mean, like, super, but the thing that's so interesting is this. Like, Creed is still in the theaters, right? That's what I'm saying. So, so this is the deal. There are three sides to every story, right? Yeah. So truth's in the middle. So exactly. So mm-hmm. naturally, either of us weren't there. Mm-hmm. But the thing is this: it was said that there were witnesses that saw him restrain her. Okay. Right. Yeah. So depending on when your eyes look over and it actually calculates in your mind what you're seeing, nobody's wrong. Nobody's wrong. Because somebody could have saw her reach for his phone. Somebody could have seen him push back. Yeah. Like push her off, and then somebody could have saw him. But like, it's 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 just the strangest set of circumstances because his wow. management dropped him, his PR dropped him. 
So uh, so obviously there are other people. Well, that's the problem. Like it's it's, it's starting to happen where there's you're hearing these difficult to work with on set. And like okay, there we go. The step that's strike number one. Yeah. And then it's it's um there are other w- women coming out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's like, come on. I, yeah, man. This cat, like you to your point, he was. Got the I keys. Mean, and this is a, like I said, a quick development. The movie is still in the theaters. He was on every talk show, him and uh, Michael B promoting that film. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's a really cool project, cool, cool movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, it don't take long, man. Yeah. They'll zip your ass up, your suit up real quick. Like, okay, well, enough of him. Okay. Out of here. And, and he's and, a talented actor. Dope. Super talented. Mm. But if he did it, hey, man. You got to deal with that. I deal with that, playboy. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So, it's also something that's been jumping off in California, bro. Mm-hmm. The rain has been unrelenting. But you know what? I will say this, and I was just talking about this last night. But it's now. It looks like it's subsided. I think we're. Done. You think so? But we had a hell of a. It was a biblical run of rain. But we needed bro, it. Biblical. Biblical. Well, we needed it though. The ark was flowing down the Brea, bro. But we. The, the problem with California, we don't even. It's not even set up that we can contain the rain. It's just flowing out. Exactly. We're not even able to house this rain that we need it so, so, you know what I'm saying, so, so desperately. Don't, don't, don't even, we can't catch any of it. Can't catch any of the rain. That's what the, that's, so we got all this, the guy was like, I'm going to give you all this rain. We can't even catch it. So we need more. I mean, you know, but it's going to be a hot summer, bro. It's going to yeah. be a hot summer. You already know. Yeah, it is. You already know. It is. It is. Man. So our inability sometimes to really put each other on. Yep. And there was an interview that uh, Donald Sterling mm-hmm. gave post him saying some super, I mean, super wild comments yeah. about Magic Johnson. Sure. Right? Where he was like, you know, he has, you know, that and I don't want him at my games. I mean, like, all like that was ridiculous. Ignorant. It was ignorant. So it was rumored during that time that he was suffering early dementia. Yeah, that's convenient. But you, you want to know where he was crystal clear? Mm. He was crystal clear. He said, what do African-American industrialists really do to bring together? Mm. And I, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing right now. Themselves. Yeah. To catapult themselves up. Yeah. And I found that very interesting. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was very interesting because he said, you know what? If a Jewish man wants to do a kite company, mm-hmm. he's going to get that kite company. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is when he said it, I thought like, okay, so say I am Mattel, yeah. right? And I'm owned by a Jewish man. I'm, 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 just, I'm just spitballing right now. Sure. But say like, say, say, say a company is owned by a Jewish guy and another Jewish entrepreneur comes in mm-hmm. and his plan isn't right. Well, based off of what Donald is saying is since we – empower ourselves if your business plan isn't right let me put you with somebody who does business plans sure and get it yeah. all the way up to speed get all the way tight then bring it back to me and now we gonna go that's ready to go why don't you think we do that man why <laughs> i always joke there's like five rich black people we always go to yeah. eddie yeah is it oprah mm-hmm. um, tyler yeah right jordan there's like yeah. a few of them yeah They're like billionaires yeah jigger now right um, right. They're like the clearinghouse of all America. Yeah. Go to them. Like, they're not going to do all that. No. Nah. Yeah, we, we don't do that enough. And I, I uh, and we've had this conversation at nauseum several times before. 
Um, it is troubling because of community wise, everybody else steps to works together to kind of formulate a plan to your point, even if you don't have the resources, but I'm going to at least give you the game wow. and lay out the blueprint, you know, circle back yeah. to Lamar, get an agent. Okay. Right. Get, get, get a plan in place so I can make sure that your strategy is right. So if you want, if you're going after the bread, everything's tight. Everything is tight. is tight. Yeah. Your market plan's tight. You're looking tight. Right. Everything is, is, is set up so you can be successful. We don't do that enough at all. And it's troubling. Hmm. And Donald's listen again, man. Um, he was a fool, idiot. For what he said about, yeah, that was crazy. But, you know, there was a little bit of truth, not in the magic stuff, but that's that's a, a point. Like, you know what, these these owners sit back and they're watching what we're watching, right? Ooh, Matter of fact, everyone's watching talk. what we're watching, bro. They're all watching it. Not just the game on the court, but the game within the game. The sidebar, the homies. All of it. Cause the you, girls. Because when you own a team, you got to be conscious of every shit, everything that's going on. You own your business. You got to know everything's going on with right. my ass, with jazz, with T. And this is a few of us, right? But you got right. an extended team queue. You got to make sure everybody's operating a certain way. Imagine, right. imagine owning a team. Right. Like, okay, let me see who we bringing in. What's your squad looking like? Your little entourage. Hmm. Okay. He's going to be trouble. Questionable. Right. Okay. Yeah. How many freaks you got at the game? Okay. You're not focused. Mm. Right, because because I'm writing you a check every two weeks. I'm signing that like, okay, man, forty seven thousand. Wow. Like, dude, okay, he's not even balling. Right, wow, right, right. That's a real, that's a real conversation you sit, you're having. You know what I mean? Like this cat yeah. isn't even showing for the games on time, and I'm dealing with off the court madness. So, you know, the investment, however, however you got your money, you got your money. Obviously, right. they have advantages that that we don't have. Okay, you always talk about the complexion protection, right? Yeah, dope. Absolutely. You know, there's there's things that they're gifted early, and it's what it is, you know. But we have to do a better job, and we get some some of those little little nuggets to how do we expand those. You gotta go hard. You gotta go hard with infrastructure. With infrastructure, I feel like that's like I feel like mm-hmm. that should be like the subtitle of this yeah, uh, infrastructure. Of, of what we do. Just 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 infrastructure. Just infrastructure. Because like it's and, and keep in mind, I say this all the time. Mm-hmm. Look up the interview. It's Anderson Cooper and Donald Sterling. Yeah. The main thing that I took away from it was the world is familiar with our history. Yeah. We were persecuted. Yeah. We have persevered. Yeah. And we are the smallest in terms of population, but we control a lot. We really do. So it is, he said, he's, he says, and, I, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, he's like, yo, it's our job to empower ourselves. So when I sit back and I look at other other races, if you're not empowering yourself, it's like because when you empower yourself, mm-hmm. you make people respect you. Yeah. If I look at you and you balling out and got 50 kids everywhere and just doing stupid stuff, it's like Yeah, man, listen. I was <laughs> let me tell you something. On the way here, I went to the dry cleaners first pickups from dry cleaning. And it's about 8.30 in the morning. This, this old man came behind me. He was twisted like licorice. Wow. I was like, he's already lit up. Yeah. Drunk. I'm like, man, what's going on right now? Yeah. You're getting the day started. This ain't breakfast. Yeah. You know, but it's a different kind of reality. Um, you know, I know it's genetic. And, and there's so many. You could talk about this for days. There's layers to the struggle. But we have to do a better job, man, empowering our ch- each other and putting ourselves in. You know, this room is an indication of us doing it. Right. Okay? Right. You're like, I'm managing you. We got Cali doing this. Cali Scorsese doing this thing, bringing it, bring it, you know, full circle. Mm-hmm. And we got to put each other on and support each other's vision and business, and give each other the game we need to be successful. But Sterling, listen. Hey there. 
Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Yeah. He just got caught saying it. But you better believe all these That's a conversation going on right now. As now. we speak, someone's on the phone talking to another owner. Like, can you? What's Lamar doing? Okay, I'm not yeah. giving. We wouldn't give him that damn money, right? Right, right. You know, right. But, and that's just. And that's he's on the. He's one of the top players in the league. But imagine these regular guys right. that are acting a fool, right? You know? And again, like I say, we're watching what they're watching. Everybody's seeing the same game unfold, the game of life. Wow. And as I that tu- is a bar. And wow, that's incredible. In, yeah. It's troubling to watch, bro. As I feel like to get off my grass, old guy. But listen, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm just going to watch. I'm like, what's going on right now? With us. With us. The music crazy. The ratchetness has turned up to levels I've unseen. It's, it's not cool. It's yeah, not the behavior cute. is, I mean. It's, that, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Everybody's overhood. You over know, thugging, over banged, over thugging. Like what's going on? Everybody's it's it, it's it's a wild. I shouldn't say everybody because there are a lot of really sharp black folk getting it done, and God bless. And shout to them, sisters and brothers that are making it happen. Shout to them, working hard. Shout to them. You know, yes. On the flip side, there's a lot of cats out there. You know, some of the rappers are looking wild. I listen. I I saw some rapper. This cat's name was Spotum. Got him. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I asked him, I was like, who's this guy? What's this guy? His name is Spotum Got Him. Spotum like, Got Him. Like, look at this guy. Yeah. And listen, man, don't come after me, young homie. But I'm just saying, he's, he might be talented. But I was like, wow. That's the name, though. Spotum Got Him. And I think he got shot recently, so that's fitting. Are you serious? Spotum and I got him. You got to be careful out here. The energy. So my point is, we seeing it, they seeing it too, right? Yeah. So we just got to do a better job. Um, like you said, infrastructure could be the title of the book. Well, you know so. what, we, what 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 would be interesting is you know to take cliff notes from you know what we were talking about. You know if you know using the plays, if somebody comes to you who's an entrepreneur that you know has potential, mm-hmm. right? And you give it to your team, and your team is looking at it, and they're like, "Well, this isn't right," but you know that this person has the potential to really go to another level. Yeah, run that Jewish play. Put him in contact with the people who can put that plan together and make it economically feasible. There you go. And we're on and we go. That's it. Like, it, it, it seems to me to be such an easy thing to do. But keep in mind, because I'm not, I mean, like, I, I, I also don't want our African-American industrialists to feel like we just, you know, piling up on them. Of course Like, not. we've had situations where we built wealth. Yeah, oh, no and, doubt. And, 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 and the wealth is either taken 
somebody magically got raped into town. Some, you know, you know, something's I mean, happened we, where we, we've been. We, we, oh, listen, we, we've been robbed, yeah, and pillaged yeah, for yeah. centuries. We, 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 so we so, understand it. So, yeah. so, so, so we understand it. But the thing is, though, like those seeds of that, I think, are like they're they're they're, they're, they're like handed down. Yeah. So like it's like now I can't take care of everybody, and I, I and you know what? Let me rephrase that. No, I can't assist everybody. I'm I'm just gonna take care of my my three mm-hmm. or four guys right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 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 the fifth, sixth, and seventh guy, they're right there. They got potential. I know I can I know I can change their life like this. Yeah. But now I'm gonna stay right here. That's such a it's it, it's just such an interesting frame of mind to be in because it's like it's really germane to our culture too. Like you know. Yeah. And I will say this about my Latino brethren. I actually really admire this about them. Yes. I admire quite a bit about them. I got some some really great Latin friends, and God bless them. They're dope. Um, one thing I love about their culture is they really are about uh, unity and community. Yes, they are. Right? Um, yeah. You know, it's it's about it's a brotherhood that's really cool. You know, so when I worked, you know, in the fashion game before I started working with you, Basically, like when I was at Timberland, I realized when I had my Latino buyers, they always wanted the same stuff for everybody. They wanted uniformity. Mm. And they, they took pride in looking alike. Wow. We we, we hate that as mm. a culture. I want that nigga look like me. Yeah. Yeah. You go on with chains like, I'm wearing that too. Right. In their community, there, there, was, a, there was a pride in that. Mm. And that. And that's just fashion, but it permeates in how they think. You know, it's about right. stay with me for a while. Like, no, we, we deep up in here. Yeah, you know we might joke about it, but that's but we saving, we're saving, and we gonna go get the block. We are gonna get the block, and the first person in the crib, the old school, we we put all our money in, go get that house. So, get the house next door. Cool. Yep. So ooh, South ooh, Central, ooh, as ooh, Craig ooh, said ooh, so eloquently, is now eighty percent Latino, and it wasn't like that when I was growing up. Twenty percent under Bradley, seven percent now. The black population in Los Angeles, eighty percent. That's amazing. Latino. That's dope because they're yeah. buying the block. Right. Because they understand the importance of like, no, all money in, as Nip would say, the great Nip, all money in. Mm-hmm. Our money tends to go out. And right. then to your point, we don't want to. I mean, I'm, I'll put you on. Maybe I'll put you on. Yeah. It's, it's just a couple cats. It's always uh, it, it, it almost feels like it's a bag. Yeah. But then when you get on, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, bro. I knew you was going to do it. Listen, sometimes you just want to ride. Like, Can I get a ride home? Like, I ain't going that way. <laughs> I mean, you live down the street. <laughs> You see Casper, black folk all, all rolling by themselves. Right. Like, I'm, I'm solo. Right. Carpool ain't empty. I'm just, I'm just rolling. Right, right, right. Like, man. Wow. I'm going to share something with you. Yeah. So yesterday, after I got through working at my office, I had to go get my sons, and they were in Fox Hills, but my okay. office is downtown. Yeah. So I roll down Broadway. I'm on Broadway and like 45th. hmm And I'm looking around, and I see nothing but Latino people. Oh, yeah. But it's Latino people, and they are enterprising. Big time. They got the stores. The strip malls. Oh, yeah. If I can't afford a strip mall, I am out here with a little table. I'm selling Listerine. That's right. I'm selling diaper. Bro, they are like, they are about that life of we gonna make yep. this happen. Out of all of that, mm-hmm. sea of Latino people, I saw one African American person. And that brother was homeless. Wow. Just bombing, I mean, just kind of just bombing through. And I was like, that's a microcosm. Yeah. Of like what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Because it's like. It's that work ethic. It's almost like, you know what? And it's that pride of, you know, we don't, we'll do this, man. Yeah. We'll set up. Listen, you go by, there's, there's right on Western, if I'm, or on King, if I'm going down towards, sometimes mm-hmm. I go to your office, I shoot down King. Yeah. 
you got all these little spots, especially in the late night. They're cooking. They got the cool. Yep. They're making food on the corner. Yes. Like, and it's, you see a line of folks getting yep. the, getting the real cool grub, yeah. the yep. Latino grub. So, yep. you know, yeah. they're gonna do their thing to work. Yes. And I know people like black folks are like, we used to do that. We did that for. I'm like, yeah, you didn't. I mean, your your grandfather probably put the work right, in. Right. Right. You reaped right. some of the benefits, and you took another turn. And I know we've had some. You know, it's been tough for us. I, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's been harder for black folks than anybody else in this country. Ain't even a close second. Mm-hmm. You know, we're resilient. We're more resilient than anybody. But that I mean we still got to put the work in. Still got to put the work in. You bro. know what I mean? We still have to put our get our grind on. And something, it's okay to get a gig somewhere that maybe isn't the most flattering, but get some paper in your pocket. Get some it's paper. It's okay. We've yeah. all had to do it. Right. You know, you got to right. humble yourself sometimes, man. Right. You know, right. and we don't want to do that. So, we're coming up on that golden hour, brother. Yeah, man. So, do we want to run through these... Uh, Little known facts. <laughs> we can. We can. I'll let you go first. This is a quick one, quick, real quick story. Um, yeah, I always, tell, I always take you back. So summer 92. Mm-hmm. Summer 92, I'm at the crib. I get a call from my boy Danny Grayson. Rest in peace. We used to call him La Smoove. We ain't got nothing to prove. La Smoovy. Smoovy. <laughs> yes. So Smoovy called me like, what's up for the day? What, we, what you going to do? I'm like, what we going to do? Right. Scoop me up. So he scooped me up in the Bronco. Danny had a cousin named Vivian Morgan. Vivian was this really, really pretty lady. Used to be in like videos, alcoholics videos, and she used to fuck with Dr. Dre. Wow. So Viv is a Sahala, like come up to the studio up here at the Solar Building right on Kawanga and Sunset. Yes, I remember that. Yes. So me and me and Smooth pull up there. I'll never forget it. And there's like a parking lot underneath. We park, he's got his big blazer. We park underneath, we're chilling, and Dr. Dre comes out. And this is pre chronic. Mm-hmm. And the DOC comes out. I'm like, ooh, that's a DOC. Wow. We're chilling. Wow, wow, wow. Then there's a young Snoop. Snoop's got like a, a St. Eyes jacket. I could see him at a high top fade with a St. Eyes jacket. And then there's Warren G, who I didn't know yet. But Warren G's like, I'm going to Popeye's because y'all want some chicken. It's right across the street. I'm like, hell yeah. So Dre has like a 7-series Beamer, kind of like yours, but like a 91 Beamer. Wow. And and he's like, man, y'all get in the car. So I'm sitting in the passenger seat. Dre's right here. The DLC's standing outside. Dane's behind me. He's like, I want to play y'all something. He started playing the Chronic. Get out of here. He starts playing the chronic. And the first song he plays is Rat Tat Tat. And I'm like, ooh. He's like, how y'all like that? I'm like, that's that's hard right there. That's hard. Then he plays that Let Me Ride. And I'm like, ooh. Oh and we're in his God. we're in his car, bro. The system's dope. And clear, this is summer 92, so I'm I'm off that Chronic Isley. I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling real good. You know, I'm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm off that Cron Jeremy. I'm feeling real good, bro. Lit up. The music sounded even more sonic. Right. You know? And I'm right. just like, we're like, what is going on right now? And keep in mind, this is the Chronic album came out December 92. This is like July 9th. So we got a pre, we, we're hearing it first. Wow. So I go back to the gram and I'm like, listen, y'all. Dr. Dre's got an album coming out. They're like, change. Dre from the NW. I'm like, it's about to be hard. It's and about they got to this change. kid. And keep him. And Snoop had just done the deep cover jam that spring. So, <laughs> which is a killer cut bro one of the best of all time yes one of the best intros of all time yes creep with me come on come on man me and my roommate dj shout out to dj dwight render dj was in the apartment like who's this dude incredible so i knew who snoop was i was like that's that cool that's that snoop doggy dog so they hear that album to be the first to kind of experience that sound and when the album came out it changed the world yeah. Still one of the best hip hop albums of all time, top yeah. five for sure. Wow! But to be in that that vibe, and again, I'm front seat with Dre. I'm like, this is cool. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Wow! And great experience. And again, that was, and this is the summer right after the riots. So the city yeah. was in a crazy place. Right. 
I remember driving home on the Shaw and still seeing everything burnt down from from the 10 all the way to Slauson, where I used to make my left. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So all that energy, to hear that album around that time, next level. And I, was, I always have that story. I always think about when I every time I hear that jam, I'm like, man, let me write. I got heard it first. Incredible. That is um, incredible. Well, I mean, mine, I mean, pales seriously in comparison. No, it's all good. <laughs> wow. So my wife is initially from... Harrisburg, Illinois. Okay. Her father lived in St. Louis. Yep. So whenever we go to St. Louis, we go down to Harrisburg. And Harrisburg is, you know, time is slow. Yeah. Slows you down. Slow. The time. <laughs> Very slow. Very slow. Chill. All her family is down there on her mom's side. Okay. Right? So prior to, so, so, so we'll stay in St. Louis a couple of days and then we'll go down to Harrisburg. And then I'll come back and we'll fly out sometimes. Sometimes we'll fly in, go to Harrisburg, then come to St. Louis, chill. And then, you know, my wife will drop me off at the airport and then she'll go back down to Harrisburg. Okay. Okay. So I roll in to the airport and I sit down and there's this dude behind me who's singing. Singing. Yeah. White dude. I turn around. It's Post Malone. How about that? And Post Malone. He was there with like you know he he was there with his girlfriend at this time she you know how long ago was it? This was man this had to been mm, I say probably about this is when he came out with Too Young like his first okay I mean, so maybe like 2011 okay so he hadn't really blown blown yet no nah, but I mean early but, but, post but 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 he was popping yeah so he was like oh man I love your outfit bro wow I was like man I really like your music yeah so we sat and talked for a minute and I was like yo can we exchange numbers he gave me his numbers. And, and I, I remember I gave him my phone, and he put his number in, and he put it in under Posty. Posty. <laughs> posty. I like that Posty. And then this dude ends up becoming he's he's a, who he is now. I like him a lot, man. He's a great artist, man. Yeah, he he and really is. I, I, sometimes I I haven't really yeah I really buy, I don't buy much music anymore anyway. Uh-huh. But I see him. I saw him on television the other day, um, an interview, and I. I and I actually I went on Wikipedia and I was like, let me look at his jams. And I forgot how many jams this dude. Brother has. got jammed, bro. You know, he got cuts from White Iverson. I remember that friend. I was like, that, who's this guy? It was right around that time. Yeah, it was right around that time. That was a cool cut. And incredible. he has had a, an incredible run. Yeah, I think I, I read somewhere he's the first artist ever to have ten diamond certified like songs or something like that. Because he yeah. said, because, you know what? Yeah, real vulnerable in a cool way. I want to ask you because because we got we got a rap. Yeah. Groups and jams to remember. Okay, this will be real quick. You know, on on, on the heels of my my last last time I talked about uh, you gave some VIPs last time, bro. Uh, the Smiths, and I think I spoke about um, Incognito. Yeah. This week I'm gonna speak about. Uh, I'm gonna keep that same energy going and talk about Depeche Mode. Ooh, yes. I used to fuck with Depeche Mode. Tough. Depeche Mode was cold, bro. David Gahan on lead vocals. That they were from the group. UK, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. People are people. I remember that cut came '85. My sister had the single. And uh, the 45 used to bump that tough upstairs. I love Depeche Mode. I like the energy. It was strong. They had an album called Violator in 90. Classic. Got to pick that up if you ain't heard it yet. Wow. And on the flip side, I'm going to talk about a little New Jack Swing. I'm thinking about that time, um, 88, 89, you know, the, the, the epicenter of all of our growth and our energy, right? Yeah. And there was a group called Today. Remember oh, Today? Oh, my. Why you getting funky on me? Let me tell you something, man. Boom. Today was dope. They were incredible. Girl, I got my eyes on you. 
And you know, it's funny, they had this jam called Him or Me, right? Big Bub, his voice, rich. Is it the true fact that you really getting funk? I'm the B, the I, the G. Come on, man. Let's do it, bro. So they had this cut called Him or Me. And in high school, my lady at the time was kind of dipping on me a little bit. So I put that on the answer machine on, on, on incredible passive aggressiveness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just kind of get under her skin a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I was feeling myself. I was like, I'm about to be real, real petty right now. Put this jam on here. Everybody's like, what's going on, Jay? Like, read between the line. <laughs> do you do you want him? <laughs> do you want me? You feel me? You know what I'm saying? Shout out. But <laughs> I was going through it, man. Trying to figure myself oh out. Oh, my God. But yeah. yeah, but today was cold. Cold. Bruh, that is amazing. Indeed. Very quick, very quick. I remember I was dating this girl in high school. She was my first girlfriend, girl yeah. named Sarah Nichols. Sarah Nichols. Oh, man, I was in love with that girl. So she had got enough of me. Mm-hmm. I was wilding. Yeah. I'm on varsity. Yeah, if you give me your. We went in state. Yeah. Like, like we the dudes. You're living. So she's like, you know what? I'm done. Right. So I hit her up. Don't talk. Just listen. <sighs> and I hit the, it was end of the road. Wow. And I, I, I literally took the phone. Youngsters don't know what this is. Right. They don't know. Bro, I played young. She, she listened to the entire song. Wow. And she was still like, I mean, I was very heartfelt. But I just feel for the both of us, this is the best decision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't Sarah no hoochie. Wow. It, 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 it wasn't no hoochiness. Who you? None of that. None of that. She was just like, you know what? I made my decision. I feel like, and keep in mind, I'm in the 12th grade about to graduate. Yeah. She's in the 11th. And like the poise of the conversation was so, yeah, it's incredible. something that I appreciate now because my son's always saying, man, all, the, all these girls is ghetto. Because yeah. they're all kind of following one template yeah. now. Not to say that there aren't girls with culture. No, there's some that. nice young ladies there. Shit, but they're, they're, they they're, but they like like they're, by and large, they are following that same like uh, like so they, she's about the streets. I'm like, what? <laughs> <Talking> about, <laughs> twelve. <laughs> she's about the streets. You're twelve. Come on. Okay. So that being said, Lucy Pearl. Oh, oh yeah, that was a great super group. Great bonafide classic group. album. Oh my god! I hated that they they disbanded. They were dope. I mean, like really, really, really good. Um, and also staying with Raphael Sadiq, Tony, 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 uh, brother. And I know Raphael's your guy. You Incredible, know, bro. Uh, man, I love those dudes. And I yeah. remember playing them in high school. That first album was incredible. And then they came with I think the album was called The Revival or something. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Whatever you want. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a cha cha classic. Incredible. I love those dudes, man. Yeah. Oakland's finest. They Oakland's are, finest. They are an incredibly yeah. gifted group. Oh, those yeah. Are, those are my two. Indeed. So, in closing remarks, um, there is a song from War called Don't Let Nobody Get You Down. Mm hmm. And, like, me doing fashion for as long as I've done it. And, like, really, like, being known for that. Yeah. You know, for me to, like, you know, do something that I had, like, a really strong passion for. Yeah. You know, like, you know, my message to just anyone is, like, whatever it is that you really, really want to do. Like, you can do what other people want you to do. Mm -hmm. But, like, you should always find time to just do that thing that you want to do for yourself. Because it's very edifying when you do what you want to do. Yeah. Because if it's really what you want to do, you're going to put the time into it. Yeah. So, those are my closing remarks. Do you have anything to share, my brother? You know, that was dope, man. I, sometimes I say something and he's like, that, that, that's that's all of it right there. But, right. um, you know, my, my frat brother 
So we call him Sweeter. Our William Sweeter always says, uh, and I call him, he's like, won't he do it? Won't he do, do it? it right? Correct. And it's one of those things where, and we saw this week some things happened that took a while to develop. But, you know, patience is important, you know? Yeah. You know, nothing nothing really sweet or dope has happens overnight. Right. That's not how it works. Right. It's always kind of a labor of love. So I, I would tell everybody just understand the journey, be patient with it. It'll work itself out. There's a plan in store, you know, that we have no idea about. Right. But um, it's going to be a good plan. So, yeah, man. Um, always honored to be here. Always honored to you know, wax a little poetic with you. Always My fun. brother. Absolutely. Always Absolutely. good. You know, and as I always say, you know, uh, appreciate you, Brother Love. You know, got to give Brother Love a shout. My brother. The appreciate Revolt, him. The Revolt Podcast Network. Yes. Shout out to Gabby Gucci. Yeah. All my loved ones out there in the Southlands and uh that's that Playboy. Or you giving them you you giving them uh McDonald's the box Come on now. Shout outs. Come on now. <laughs> Liner notes. Absolutely. Shout out to Moni. For sure. That has been another episode of The Measurables slash Den of Thinking Men. Yeah. Powered by Revolt. Indeed. Shot by my brother Cali Vision Scorsese. All day. On Instagram at The Measurables. And full episode available on YouTube. This is Edutainment. Thank you so much. See you next time. Yes, Peace. Lord. Yes, Lord. You start the fire. Down the fire. Why you like? Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba.